Thank you, Haley. Um, just let me get myself organised. You would have thought I would have had plenty of time this week to get myself organised, but, you know, it's all good. That's no, just an inside joke. Um, how's everyone going today? Good. Good? Well, Haley just stole my testimony that I was going to use during our message, but anyway. <laughs> just mean, it just means that we're, you know, we're on the same page and, uh, you know, God obviously wants us to share it and stuff, so it's awesome. Um, well... For those of you who don't know me, my name is Luke, um, and my wife Haley was just up here before. We've, we've been mar- married for nearly, let me try and remember, uh, 14 years. It'll be nearly 14 years, and uh, we have two wonderful children, Josiah and Ethan. They're just sitting over there as well, and uh, we've been a part of uh, Infused Church for nearly, well, this February will be four years, and uh, we uh, serve on the senior leadership team uh, alongside uh, Pastor Gary and Jane, and we are very privileged and very honoured to be able to do that. Um, and we just absolutely love um, Mount Barker. We absolutely love the Adelaide Hills. It's an incredible place to be a part of. Um, so that's a little bit about us. Um, so now I'm going to just share what God has been laying on my heart. Um, last week... Uh, we heard a message about the amazing love that, that God has for us. Pastor Gary shared about the love of God, the unconditional love that God has for us. In, that, that in Romans 5.8, it said, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Another thing we also heard last week was that nothing could separate us. Nothing can separate us from the incredible love of our God. And so today I want to read a passage that was read out last week. It was in, it's, it was in Romans 8. And uh, as I was reading uh, through this this week, God just began to speak to me through this passage. And so I want to share that with you this morning. It's Romans 8, chapter 35 to 30, uh, uh, verse 35 to 39. And it says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Doesn't mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. I am convinced that uh, that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, just because we have received Christ in our life, it doesn't mean that we won't go through trials. And as we've you know, and I, I thank God that you know um, that He speaks to more than just more than just me because everything that's been said so far this morning has lined up. I love what Sharon just shared in communion. Um, we do go through trials in life, you know, as as we've just read um, in, uh, in 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 verse uh, thirty five and thirty six. You know, we do go through trials, but does that mean that God no longer loves us? Well, in verse 37 of chapter 8, it says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. In, In the New King James Version, it says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And you know, I was I was looking up uh, the meaning of uh, 
more than conquerors, what it actually says, what, it actually, what that actually means. And the word for it is, let me try and get this right, is hupernikeo. <laughs> hupernikeo. Uh, from hooper means over and above, and nikeo, to conquer. The word describes one who is super victorious, who wins more than an ordinary victory, but who is overpowering in achieving, in achieving abundant victory. This is not the language of conceit, but of confidence. Christ's love conquered death, and because of his love, we are hupa nikeo. We are more than conquerors because of Christ's love. Doesn't that give you a different perspective of that scripture when you actually know what that meaning is, more than conquerors? So today I want to encourage each and every one of us to stand strong and keep believing in the love that God has for us, even when we are going through hard times. It is because of that love, it is because of the love of God that we can have the overwhelming victory, that we can be more than conquerors, that we can be more than conquerors. So then, let me ask you, how can we access this overwhelming victory? How can we be more than conquerors? Number one, my first point, we need to trust in God. Verse 37 of Romans 8, it says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Through Christ who loved us. Through Christ we have the victory. We need to trust in Christ. I want to have a look now at Psalm 118. Verses 5 to 9, it says, In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in in princes. So this, these verses here is talking about the writer here, you can clearly see that they trust in God, yeah. that they trust in God. And I love what the writer has written in verse 6. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? The Lord is for me. There it is. The Lord is for me. He loves us. He is for you this morning. The Lord is for you this morning. You know, if you're going, if you're going through a struggle financially this morning, I want to I tell you to trust. And I want to have a look at a passage in Hebrews 13 now. Because this passage is really good if you're struggling financially. In Hebrews 13, verses 5 to 6, it says, Don't love money. There you go. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Do you know in, in, in the New King James, the, the, the word there, it says to be content with what you have. To be content with. So 
We don't have to love money. We don't have to strive and try. We don't have to try and keep, you know, sorting stuff out. You know, the, 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 the key here is to be content. The key here is to be satisfied with what you have. And in verse 6, when it says, The Lord is my helper, I want to have a look at the, the, the meaning of the word helper. And I want to see whether I can get this right as well. It's hard to pronounce these words, I'll tell you. So the word helper is baathos. Uh, from ba-a, it means a cry for help, and theo, to run. Baathos is one who comes running when we cry for help. The word describes the Lord as poised and ready to rush to the relief of his oppressed children when they shout for his assistance. Do you need me to read that one again? Baathos is one who comes running when we cry for help. The word describes the Lord as poised and ready to rush to the relief of his oppressed children when they shout for his assistance. That to me sounds like a God we can trust. That sounds to me like a God we can trust. You know, our Lord Jesus is here to help us when we need it. Verse 5 of chapter 13 of Hebrews, he says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. If the Lord says that he will never fail you, he will never abandon you, he won't do that. His word is true. And he speaks the truth. God will never fail you nor abandon you. If you are going through a transition in your life, like a change or a transition, well, I want to have a look in Deuteronomy chapter 31 now. Because I believe that this, this word is for you today if you're going through a change and a transition. And who knows, as a church, we're going through a bit of a journey at the moment as well, through a transition as well. So Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 to 8, I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version of this passage. And this is when uh, Joshua is being appointed the new leader of Israel. So it says, from verse 1, it says, Then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. That's a pretty good innings. I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations before you and you shall dispossess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to... to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites in their land, when he destroyed them. Verse 5, The Lord will give them over to you, that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people of the land which, which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. You see in this passage of Scripture here, the love that God has for his people here. They are going through a change of leadership. And even in this change, the Lord is saying to them to be strong. That the Lord will go before them. 
the Lord will go before them, that he will be with them. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And you know, as we step out into something new, the Lord does not leave us when he calls us into something. Or when something in life changes, he does not leave. He does not leave you. He will not forsake you. He has said that in Scripture. All we need to do is trust in God. We need to trust in God. Trust in God. So how else can we access this overwhelming victory? How else can we become more than conquerors? Number two, we need to pray. We need to communicate with God. You know, we've just looked at the fact that we can trust in God because he never leaves us. He will never fail us. He will never abandon us. And that he wants to help us. You remember that meaning of the word helper? So we know that we can actually talk to God. We can actually communicate with God. Yeah. I want to have a look in Philippians verses, uh, chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. And you know, I really want to encourage you this year to make prayer a priority. To make prayer a priority. Because God wants us to be people that pray. He wants, to, he wants us to communicate with God. He wants us to communicate with Him. So in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, it says... Do not, uh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Where have we heard that before? Did we hear that this morning in communion? Oh, I love it when God speaks. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about everything. That point, pray about everything. It means in every situation, in every circumstance. This is talking about extended prayer. It's not just talking about short, sharp, shiny prayers that you do maybe once or twice a week. This is talking about a daily thing. This is talking about making it a lifestyle, an extended prayer. Extended prayer. Tell God what you need. Verbalize it. I've, I've heard people before say, well, God knows my heart. I don't, have to, I don't have to, you know, say it. He already knows. No, there's something about saying it. There's something about verbalizing it. There's something about speaking something. Yeah, it's good. And it's also, you know, being vulnerable. Telling God what you need. Let yourself be vulnerable. Tell God what you need. Share how you feel with God. In the New King James Version of this passage, it says to let your requests be made known to God. Let your requests be made known to God. To me, this is just saying to just share how I feel. To share how you feel. Thank him for all he has done. So when you're praying about something... Thank him for what he... Remind yourself of the things that God has done for you in the past. Remind yourself of those things. Thank him for it. It is, a, it, it, is, it is thanksgiving. It is being thankful. We need to be thankful. We need to appreciate those things that God has done for us. And then prayer 
brings God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand, as it says in verse 7 of that passage. Prayer brings peace. And as Haley shared around the offering, um, I want to share my perspective of that situation. Um, Haley's a little bit more calm and collected when it comes to some things. But like, like she said before, we had, we had a few issues just before Christmas. We were, he- we were going to Mount Gambia just before Christmas, uh, for Christmas to spend Christmas with our family. We were only there Christmas Day and heading home Boxing Day, but we were heading down. We, we were having a few problems with our car, uh, and uh, it was just out of warranty. So it's just out of manufacturer's warranty. So, you know, that's always a, you know, a good thing. Not. Um, and so... Um, we prayed about that and thanked the Lord that he, like Hyundai came to the party and all that, so that was good. Um, but then there was also some other things that come up with that car. I'm not going to go into full detail on that, um, but the cost of it was a little bit, you know, stuff that we weren't prepared for, let's put it that way. And uh, so this was sort of causing me in my heart um, to sort of feel a little bit down and depressed and because of like all the other all 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 the stuff that was happening at work as well, work was busy. Um, you know, I was just feeling tired. I was downtrodden. I was just feeling. I was heading towards depression. And so I was just like, I don't know what to do. It got to the point also where I looked at our finances and I wasn't going to be able to make rent for that week. And so I go, okay, Lord. What do I do? So I, 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 I couldn't think of anything else to do. So I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll just put some worship music on and I'll pray. And uh, I don't know why it's always the last thing that we turn to when, when something goes wrong. And, and I'm being honest, prayer wasn't the first thing that came to my mind when it came to handling my finances. Like Trusting in God wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, well, what can I do? I must be doing something wrong. What can I do to get this, to, to work this situation? How can I work around it? And so I, I just began to pray. And I said, Lord, I don't know what... I was vulnerable. I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I, I started to share with God how I felt. And that, that morning, I'd, it was on a Sunday morning before church, and I just felt a peace. I felt a peace. Like in, like in verse 7, I felt that peace. I couldn't understand it, but I felt it. And uh, it was incredible because, like Haley shared this morning, normally when there's public holidays and stuff like that in between, you don't sort of get paid until after those public holidays. That's what's happened in previous years. But I thought, you know, we, we were visiting my nan for the morning, then we went to go back to Haley's mum's and... Haley goes, oh, we better go grab a, go to the shop. And then I thought, oh, let's check the account, you know, as you do. Right, so I'll check the account. And uh, I'm like, whoa, that doesn't, you know, Haley's been paid. So I was, then I was like, okay, okay, I'll pay rent now. I'll pay, the, you know, so I paid everything that I was previously, you know, behind on. And then, so we got paid then, and then I got paid on my normal day as well, which doesn't normally happen around... But then who's to say that, you know, I, I was thinking that God was going to, you know, provide a check in the mail. I was thinking that someone was going to come up to me and hand me a water cash or something. <laughs> but who knows that God comes through in the ways that we least expect it. Yeah. And I don't, I, look, I don't look at that as a minor miracle. I look at that as a miracle. Yeah. It might be just Haley's wage 
that's come in on a day that doesn't normally come in. But to me, that's a miracle. It's not the way that I expected it. It is the way that God planned it. And so I want to tell you today that just because you're praying for something, don't limit what God can do. Because like I said, I was expecting something completely different. I was expecting, just to be honest, I was expecting just to walk up to my mailbox and go, woohoo. But that, you know... I was like, okay, God, this is the miracle that you're going to do. You know, it's not, I didn't expect it to turn up. I didn't expect Haley's pay to turn up in, in our bank account a day early yeah. and on a public holiday. So God provides in a way that we don't think. Yeah. And he gives you what you need, yes. not what you want. Remember that. He shall provide all your needs. And God knew that I needed to pay rent. He knew that I needed food. He knew that I needed fuel to get home from Mount Gambier. So he provided our paycheck early so that we were able to do that. That, that God is here to help. We just need to pray. We need to communicate with God and to share. In Romans 8, verses 26 to 27, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. And when we don't know what to pray, I just want to encourage you just to pray. And if we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will then pray for us. But we need to make the effort to pray. This doesn't doesn't give us the excuse not to pray. This is saying to pray. And when we pray, when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit prays for us in harmony with God's own will. And, you know, as I was going through this tough time and I was praying, I just felt God lead me to a passage of Scripture in Matthew. And I don't have this on the screen, but this is just something that really, you know, as I was going through that um, time where I was struggling, the Lord spoke to me. You know that God speaks through his word. And he led me to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25. And he said... And it's talking about, um, you know, no one you serving, you know, not to store up treasures here on earth, but um, store up treasures in heaven. And in verse 25, it says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food, enough drink, or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Now, that, as, as I've just shared my situation, that at the time was very relevant to my situation, wasn't it? Yeah. Verse 27 of that, it says, Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? <laughs> Again, that's, uh, you know, that applied to my situation. Verse 30, And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers and he, that are here today and thrown into the wildfire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And then why do you have so little faith? Again, that, that's what, this is what God was saying to me as I began to pray. And then at the end of that, 
It says in verse 33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. See, that applied to me at the time when I was going through the, when we were going through this as a family. And I needed a word. For, I needed God to give me peace. I needed, I needed God to come through. And if you need God to come through, I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to trust in God and to pray. Yeah. Because in my life, that helped me. It helped me. Ask Haley, Christmas Day, I was like, you know, I wasn't stressing because I knew that God came through. And even before then, I started to calm down a little bit. I still wasn't, trust me, I still wasn't fully there as such. I was still a little bit worried because you do tend to in the natural, but it wasn't as nearly as bad as what it was before I started praying. So. How else can we have this overwhelming victory? How else can we be more than conquerors? Number three, we need to remember that God still loves us even through the trials. God still loves us even through the trials. Romans eight thirty-five to 39. We read this before, but I'll read it again. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? doesn't mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day and are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today... I'm going to pause there. Neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. Oh. I highlighted, I stopped there because neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow can separate us from God's love. God's love is active. God's love for us is active in every moment of our lives. The Father sent his own Son to die for us so that we may experience everlasting life through Jesus. And still in Romans 8, from uh, verses 31 to 34. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Pleading for us. John 3.16, for those who don't know the Lord this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loves us. Even though we struggle, God loves us. We need to remember 
that the trials that we go through now are only temporary. Let's not focus on the problem, but focus on God. Remember that God loves us and he wants to help us. He has given us life and he wants us to experience the life that we are meant to have in him. In verses 14 of Romans 8, 14 to 16, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. We are children of God. We are adopted as his own. And when we understand the love that God has for us, we can begin to look at our problems. We can begin to look at transitions. We can begin to look at circumstances from a different point of view because we understand the love that God has for us. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Needing nothing. Through Christ. He allows these things to happen so that we can grow. Because the deeper that we grow in our the deeper that we go in our relationship with God, the more He wants us to become like Him. And if we can understand the love that God has for us, we can begin to look at these circumstances and trials as a chance and say, Okay, Lord, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to show me here? Because I want to I want to be able to grow in this. If you flick back a few, a couple of pages to Romans 5, verses 3 to 5, it says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. There's that word again. Some versions say perseverance or patience. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. These problems give us a chance to grow. I love what it says in verse 5 of that passage I just read out. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He has given us the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, he calls him helper. He has given us a helper. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away so that the helper will come. And we need to know that God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit. And if you know the Lord this morning, if you know Jesus this morning, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. He has given us the Holy Spirit to affirm that love that he has for us, to help us, to guide us. 
Our Heavenly Father wants us to live victorious lives. Who wants to have a victorious life? I want to have a victorious life. And I believe this year, this year, as we place our faith and our trust in God, as we begin to look at the circumstances that we go through, as we begin to look at changes and transitions from a different point of view, that we are going to grow and we're going to go to a new level in God this this year. Our Heavenly Father wants us to live victorious lives. It is through Christ that we can have the overwhelming victory. We can be more than conquerors. I just want to read that. I just want to go back to that meaning again of more than conquerors. Because... I want, I want this to sink in. The word hooper nikeo. From hooper, over and above, and nikeo, to conquer. The word describes one who is super victorious, who wins more than an ordinary victory, but who is overpowering in achieving, in achieving abundant victory. This is not the language of conceit, but of confidence. Christ's love conquered death. And because of his love, we are hooper nikeo. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We need to remember, if we want to have this overwhelming victory, we need to, number one, trust in God. We need to, number two, pray. We need to communicate with God. We need to keep those lines of communication open. And number three, we need to remember that God still loves us even through our trials, even through our changes, even through the circumstances that we face. I just want to ask you to stand this morning. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to, um, I just want to ask this question this morning. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you don't know our Lord Jesus this morning if you've never experienced this love this morning I want to give you an opportunity to be able to experience Jesus because he loves you and he wants you to come to know him he wants you to be able to have this overwhelming victory in your life So if you want to know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus this morning and you want to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, while every head is bowed, while every eye is closed, I want you to raise your hand where you are. I want you to raise your hand and say, yep, that's me. Mighty God. going to leave this invitation open for another couple of seconds.
Just raise your hand where you are just so I can see you. Second group of people I want to pray for this morning is if you have experienced or are currently going through trials this morning or transition or change and you're at the point where I was where you just don't know what to do and you're at the and you feel like you're at breaking point I want to pray for you this morning because I believe that God wants to give you the answer this morning he wants to help you he wants to meet you where you're at so if that is you this morning I want you to raise your hand where you are and I want to pray for you yep I see that hand anyone else anyone else this morning I want to pray with you yep I see the hands there I see see your hand there anyone else no one's looking around this is just between you and God this is just between you and God yep thank you I see that hand as well just begin to raise your hands. Yes, I see that hand as well. Just begin to raise your hands towards heaven. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I just want to pray for these people, Lord, that are going through trials, that are going through change right now. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you just begin to speak to them. I pray, Lord, that you will begin to uh, give them passages of Scripture. You begin to give them what they need, Lord. Lord, you are our helper in time of need. And I just pray, Lord, that you just begin to help these people, Lord, to begin to discover what it is that you're trying to show them through these trials, what, what it is that you're trying to show them, where you're wanting to lead them, Lord. So I just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you just come and meet with them where they're at. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just begin to provide a miracle for them if they need a miracle, Lord. Lord, begin to provide the answer. Begin to show them what it is that you are doing in their life, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that we can begin to hear testimonies, Lord, from this morning about the mighty things that you have done in their lives, the breakthroughs that you have that you have taken people through, Lord. And so I just pray this morning that, Lord, you just have your hand on each and every one of these people, Lord. Lord, that they're, they're, they're today they're deciding to put their trust in you, Lord. And I just pray right now that you just come. Fill their lives, Lord. Meet them where they're at. Change their lives. Come. Break through, Lord. Break through, Lord. Break through, Lord. Break through. Holy Spirit, break through. Break through, Lord. Break through, Lord. In Christ, you have overwhelming victory. In Christ, through Christ, you are more than conquerors. Remember that word. Remember that word. You are more than conquerors. You are more than conquerors through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. Let's remain in this attitude as we begin to worship. Let's remain in this attitude of worship right now as Haley leads us in a song. Oh, Pastor Gary's going to come up. Part of this service has been about um, peace that surpasses knowledge and stuff like that. And I think that there are people that are going through some stuff, maybe, and you, you don't have a peace that uh, is escaping you. It's like clutching uh, water, you know, you just can't take a hold of it. And I think that Jane and Sharon and Luke have spoken this morning about a peace, and, and God wants to give that peace into your heart. 
I think it's it's important that we allow God to to use these folks uh, because He's spoken through them this morning about imparting that that peace as well. If you're lacking peace in an area. Uh, I'd encourage you to come forward. I'd, I'd like Jane, Sharon and Luke to pray for some people this morning. So if you have a lack of peace in particular areas, then I want uh, you to, to respond to that because I believe that God's here to bring that peace, to bring that level of break, breakthrough, to bring that trust in who he is and what he's doing in your life and that you can trust him in this season, that you can trust him in what you're going through, you can trust him in uh, in whatever it is that you're facing today. So if, there, if that's you, and there's, there's no pressure, if, you, if, you don't, if there's no one response that's cool too I just feel like this is an opportunity that God's spoken a number of times to us this morning about that and I would encourage you if you need peace this morning for what you're facing or what you know is up ahead or whatever then I'd like you to come forward now and I'm just going to release these guys to pray for you Uh, I'm just going to have Hayley to lead us in this song as we do that so come forward get some prayer and let's just allow God to move this morning amen